We enjoy the fruits our society has afforded us. Of that there is no doubt. Eating, watching, consuming and masturbating ourselves to comfort levels our ancestors only dreamed of. But we are not fulfilled as a people, are we? The balance of comfort to discomfort in our lives has never been so tilted towards the former in regards to how much choice and control we have over our comfort levels. Now we know discomfort can be beneficial. Think working out to grow muscle or the mental discomfort of learning a new skill or starting a new job. So, is this materialistically easy mode way of life we all live all it's cracked up to be? Are you and I in need of a hard dose of reality, whatever that may mean? And can this balance of comfort and discomfort be consciously managed? In this episode of the Friday Council, we discuss how living in a comfortable rut can shrink your whole worldview, leaving you vulnerable to life's inevitable curveballs. We discuss self-medicating against discomfort, physical, mental and spiritual, and in the many forms that takes, and seeking discomfort in the online world, where algorithms incessantly tempt us into our intellectual comfort zones of entertainment and mediocrity. And so, without further ado, this is the Friday Council. Welcome back to another episode of the Friday Council podcast. Today is Friday. We are recording on a Friday today. And uh, surprise. If you're watching, as you can see, we've got a special guest here today. Um, his name is Toby. Hello. Say, well, you'll say, say hello, Toby, but you've already done it. Um, Toby, I met Toby uh, when I was working at a retail job and um, post work, I would go to a cafe and um, Toby was the barista slash server and um, that's how we met and haven't remained close, but just like... I'd say like acquaintances, probably the best way to put it. I'd say every time I see you, it's always a good time. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, every there's no like negative to you almost when it when it comes to like oh my god it's Nav lovely and that's good Toby's to hear. been throwing Nav a few compliments before recording as well. There's <laughs> some favoritism, clear favoritism going on here. Yeah, but we've um we've all kind of reconnected. Life has made us cross paths, mm. and so we thought we'd have Toby on today just to ask some questions but we have a few that are um specific but daniel why don't you lead us into the first question or topic all right topic topics centered around um kind of comfort uh seeking discomfort living in a nice comfortable little rut kind of in in the two how those two interact very first question kick it straight off um i want to ask i'll direct it to toby first what do you think happens to a person when they're sheltered from discomfort and um, or and or are never compelled to venture beyond their boundaries of comfort and security? What would that do to a person, do you think? Or it's yourself? A, it's such a broad question when you kind of put it on paper. Because when you every different person I'd say has a different definition to comfort and their own comfort and what they find comfortable. Like a I could use examples of myself, but I mean, all almost all in all, it's relatively the same to any of you guys here. Mm. Yeah, uh, I th- I think. I, sorry, I don't mean no, to you cut go. you off. You but um, in terms of the the like discomfort and then being like being uncomfortable in your comfort, mm. I think 
kind of makes more sense in my mind where you kind of just feel like every single day is like a repeat and then but you don't really have the ambition or drive to push yourself out because you're kind of afraid of like the shallow waters almost when you do Mm. i don't know i'm I'm speaking from the heart because i feel like that's where i've almost just came from yeah i think it's it's pretty relatable way i don't we can only speak for young men but david vigorously david and i vigorously nodding you yeah that was me last year yeah put yeah. myself in my own I stayed, made myself a hermit because that's where I'm most comfortable where I'm just by myself alone in my bedroom but it's not much of a life so I can completely relate yeah I think it's I mean off that question you'd assume your surface level response would be it's not good it's not a good thing if someone doesn't seek any discomfort I personally I think anyway um do you guys agree well I mean well, like First and foremost, you know, you can kind of choose how you'd want to live life. Some like it comfortable and the thought of, you know, just having a nine to five job, having a dog or whatever, um, and just going through the motions like that suits some people. But for me, like I find if you're just as much as it's nice for me, like as a person, I, I need to have a routine. I still need challenges, even if they're small switching things up otherwise you just feel a bit um yeah you're just in a rut i think that's how i'd probably put it yeah. um, but i'll have phases of both where i'm just content in what i'm doing but I, I like to think i always i always actually think when i'm thinking about this topic contemplating it i always think back to when i was at my retail store oh out them farmers there's there's some It'll be the same at yours. And every retail store, there'll be the forevers, like the forever mm. ladies who've just been there for like 50 years. And uh, to me, in my expert personal experience, they are the ones that have gotten into some kind of comfortable rut. And it just seems to shrink their worldview to such a tiny extent where some, some tiny little, like bitchy little politics within the workplace, it consumes their whole life and ruins their whole life because their retail job is, is their whole life. Um, so I think, yeah, you could associate like being in that rut for, for literally for 40 years I've, I've been in, and they're not happy. They complain about their jobs. Um, and yeah, so triggered and affected by these tiny little, she said this about me. I'm not working at this count at this till anymore. Mm. Like, and then to the managers are just forever sorting it out. So I think in my experience, I've witnessed it as a, all around a negative thing. Yeah. Um, it just reduces your, like, ch- chances to learn something new or try something new or open open another door. And, yeah, I think it's always going to be bad. Would you find working, like, the, the bitchiness and complaining, like, lunch times would just turn into full gossip sessions? Yeah, it was great yeah. to watch from the outside. Yeah, it's be, great. Like, it's, it's entertaining, but yeah. it's also just, like, why, like, <laughs> epic lesson yeah. like epic lesson yeah. to be able to watch that as an impartial third party and be yeah. like i do not want my life to be like that you almost, you almost learn like a few little like tips and tricks sort of from them like mm. they they've been there for a fair while and they know the secrets yeah yeah, yeah. they know, know the goss but you don't want that that workplace goss that ultimately meaningless workplace goss although it is fun to be your whole life do you have any anyone in your your life that you or have experienced workmates or whatever that have 
that you associate with that rut, like just super comfortable life, and it's maybe worked out great, or does it always seem to work out negatively? Is it not just me? Oh, I don't know, because mm. I've worked with a fair amount of people, and you can definitely tell when someone's just done. Like, there's nothing else to put it, but, like, mm. they don't show up anymore, or they're forever just complain, mm. do nothing. Do you think, Jen, do you think that's related to to their just sticking with what they know and, and being comfortable and, and never maybe pushing themselves? Or is that unrelated? I don't know. The only person that I know could think of was kind of smart with it. And she, I don't know, she just went on maternity leave. So she kind of did well. And she had like heaps of holiday pay saved up. Mm. And so she was like, I've been here long enough. I never want to be back. Mm. I don't yeah. think it's related. Okay. I think if you f- you you'll find amb- ambitious people who that's the opposite of people living in their comfort zone, thrill seeking or something, uh, who love gossip as well, mm. a- and vice versa. I think you will find people who are living a, a comfortable life who don't gossip. So I don't think the gossip's correlated. I think no, it, no, two, two very different things. Yeah, yeah. And no, I didn't think... Because I enjoyed the gossip. Yeah, right. I think humans in general enjoy yeah, yeah. gossip, even if we can recognize that it's not, you know, like healthy behavior. It's dirty buzz, as we have called it before. But it, we all seem dirty to enjoy buzz, it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it matters whether you're living a comfortable life or not. Yeah. Might uh, amplify it, maybe, because, yeah, it's like the highlight of their life in that case. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also say that the opposite of comfort. What are we going to define as the opposite of comfort? Like discomfort. Yeah, discomfort. Uncomfortable. Seeking like discomfort or or like pain. Like it's a form of pain. Discomfort. I suppose. Challenge. Yes. Yeah. Um, Status quo. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of metaphors that make sense where it's like you're going into the unknown. That's why the comfort feels so good because you don't know what's going to happen. You might win or lose. Um, And I think it's intimately related to the lesson I've been trying to like consciously ram into my subconscious of like you can't really lose because a lose is is a learn, you know? So like if it's a work, it could be related to anything and as cheesy and low hanging self help fruit as that is. Uh, going out of your comfort zone and getting it thrown back in your face is a learn. You can retreat then to your comfort zone and try again. Yeah. Um, which is the obvious thing, I think, but the hard thing to do in practice. Yeah. And to add to that, uh, yeah, it's a win because it, well, for starters, you've done something. So you've taken a risk and you can pat yourself on the back for having done something that most people would be scared to do. And secondly, it's a win because it's um, it's going to desensitize you. So that's going to make you more comfortable, slightly more comfortable the next time you take a, a risk. And it's just going to keep getting more and more comfortable. And I've used an example, as, as stupid as it may sound to you guys, but like for me, go to the supermarket and ordering a coffee. It's not something that I find comfortable. Mm. But then I just started doing it every day, well, the supermarket every day. And last week I got coffee like three days, three days of the week, and just every time it gets more and more comfortable. So that's like an example of that. Is the the more you do it, it just yeah, you deep get deep. It's like gamifying. I think we've talked about that before. Mm. Yeah, you could apply that in any facet of life. If your discomfort is going to the gym, 
Well, everyone knows starting off is the hardest part, but it may not get physically easier as you add weights or whatever, but like it helps you build resilience and it helps you um, like adapt. And, and you start to realize like it's just, it just becomes a normal thing in life, like mm. um, a part of your routine. You just, yeah, I'm the same as David. Like I remember going, um, when, it, when I go out and just the thought of having to like find a car park or um, just really dumb things like that yeah. would actually affect me getting stuff done yeah like, oh, i need i need to buy this i need to go to bunnings and pick up whatever for the house and then it's like oh no i just you know traffic i just can't be, you know don't want to mm. deal with it um but then i kind of gamify it you turn for me it was turning it into like a like a task or to-do list and then it just was like satisfying ticking it off mm. so it becomes easier over time I think. I think it also bleeds over into other areas of your life. Mm. So it's building a resilience and then say something completely different happens. Uh, you know, you get really sick or um, you get into a car crash or something. Something completely different happens but some sort of catastrophe. You're more resilient and you'll be able to deal with that better than you otherwise would be. So yeah, I think it bleeds over. Yeah, that's firsthand for me. I'm going through a, an annoying insurance claim and just like the run around because I haven't had to deal with it before. And as frustrating as it is, like it's, I know it's teaching me like, well, if this would have happened in the future, well, I could do it fine or impart that wisdom or knowledge onto someone else who's going through the same thing. I mean, realistically, <laughs> you would have gotten to that point at some point yes. anyway. Yeah. I, ve- yeah. I feel like it would always be in your timeline that like, I mean, everybody's been in a car crash. I mean, or if not be careful yeah it's no. a matter of time i mean i never never was my fault never has been my fault <laughs> yeah but that's the thing you can't control so you kind of just I, I think that's the beauty or beauty and chaos of, of the world life, yeah and the life yeah i don't know something's just always around the corner yeah yeah what do you how do you it's obviously a, a balance that we're talking about of the comfort versus discomfort toby how do you uh, maybe know when you've got the balance right or how do you know when you haven't got the balance right? Are there any like feelings that come up or, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of the time I just disassociate myself from everything around me and what, just what do you mean? like what? just check out and just blat, like take things in but never actually acknowledge like, like any of it. Like that- cancelling plans and then just like... <laughs> just random excuses that I just yeah. make for no apparent reason. It's like, is that when you haven't got the balance right? Yeah, when I when like scales are tilted in the wrong. Like I'm making excuses just to not see my family. Mm. Like, and they're my family. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. And I suppose it takes some self consciousness to realize that. Eh? But I always remind myself, like. Once you hit rock bottom, there's like nothing else. You got to always bounce back up. Yeah. So it's all a journey and progress of like finding yourself. And what I I always say to others, I'm like, you got to be really acquainted with the voice in your head because that's the only voice and like person you're going to have around forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Uh, I wanted to say that I think. 
it's very uh you said we said like it's the it's the fun thing about life where it's kind of unpredictable like with the insurance but i think the comfort discomfort um you can go for quite a harsh saying and say like if you're not growing you're dying it's like a very ultimatum it's probably overly simplified but um i think like like eating food because of our modern luxuries it's forced us to have to like it takes a lot of mental energy to have to think about what food we're eating when you just didn't have a choice back in the day and you'd eat with the seasons naturally and it was much less processed. So I think in the same way with comfort and discomfort, like our modern way of living has given us so much comfort where for the first first time consistently you have to like actively be like, I should go for a run. Even though you don't have to run to chase down the gazelle, you can just sit and watch Netflix all day, every day. Um and it's you're very never draining. Catch the gazelle. You're never going to catch. Well, yeah. Well, it's for across every across many parts of of your life. So food's one of them. Like modern, like comfort. You have to actively push yourself in ways that I don't think it's um, very normal for our brains. And when you live like the majority of people do, I think the nine to five like grind. You're like already mentally depleted anyway. And so it's kind of, you're kind of starting from a losing position. I think so. Any tips and tricks for you guys to get yourself? You mentioned gamifying it. Any tips and tricks to like give yourself the mental energy or capacity to seek a healthy level of discomfort? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a kind of it was like a statement Another slash rambler. question, but I think what I'm interpreting from what you're saying is like when you're um, just like stuck in the motion sort of thing and having that nine to five or um, routine life kind of just, yeah, make, makes you a bit mentally drained or easier to be susceptible to like those ruts that we talk about. I think one, like getting out in nature is probably healthy for you. Like um, exercise is, is a huge one. Like it's always drummed into you. Like if you, even just going for like a walk outside, you could go for a walk on the treadmill if you want. Like, but um, just getting up and like moving, I think find useful for me. Yeah, because it's like if you are stuck, feeling sad or like depressed, you're more likely to um, find like solitude or just like you said, want you could just watch Netflix. You can stay in bed, um, but if you can at least force yourself outside i think looking up at the sky or looking at surroundings around just gives you like a new perspective hmm. simple as that that's why i'm enjoying the process of having a dog at the moment um is it as frustrating as it's been through the puppy stage just even being forced to actually go outside because it's beyond me like i i have responsibilities to look after this dog and keep him um active and, and healthy so like it's a it's taught more about myself as opposed to the dog if that makes sense yeah epic. so yeah just i think getting outside is a big one and, yeah. and exercises yeah it sounds almost too simple but i agree yeah wholeheartedly yeah yeah the pacing of nature i think is would make sense that it's put like we're evolved to be at the same pace as mm. nature so yeah it's it's gonna be yeah it's gonna feel like cohesive and joint which up. is also like another wonderful thing about living in new zealand you know you just it's surrounds you you just gotta look for it 
it's crazy how many like statistically how many new zealanders there are that have never actually seen all of new zealand there's mm-hmm. so I, many I'm one of them. Like, I am one don't of worry them. i'm the yeah. same yeah yeah north island's uncharted for me except for auckland yeah but everything else oh, i'm wellington but everything else mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah i think uh in addition to in addition to the immediate re- result of seeking discomfort so say like gym gym work that's a, a clear metaphor where like go through discomfort like painful muscles that means they're growing if you're using them correctly um and you get it's kind of like the short-term long-term gain short-term loss long-term gain uh situation but i think it's really central just to life in general and it bleeds into everything like we've said like your gut bacteria requires a little bit of discomfort in the form of you need some germs that's why they say like for kids to go eat dirt like yeah. when they're young Sanit- hand sanitizing everything's not good you need a little, your gut needs a little bit of discomfort everything needs a little bit of discomfort to grow um so i think yeah it'll bleed over into who someone said it was it would bleed bleeds over into many parts of your life um which i wholeheartedly agree so if if it doesn't seem worth it maybe oh, i have to go to the gym to and that sucks it's like a pain in the ass it'll mm. just like calibrate you across your whole your whole life seeking that discomfort it'll like spread it throughout your your soul you know across many yeah. things i think because uh, we've, we've talked about like um i guess just normal living life and tasks like gym etc but one thing we should probably try and talk about is relationships because i think that that's a huge thing we are in like the most loneliest time even though we have access to talk to other people at our fingertips Mm. and so i I don't know if you guys keen to touch on that topic a little bit but Mm -hmm. um what do you have to say about relationships in terms of seeking discomfort and yeah well i I think maybe we can all agree maybe not you toby because you're just a Awesome, happy go lucky guys. No, I hundred percent agree. <laughs> yeah, like it's so the hard world's to... in the loneliest like yeah. time. Even though you're so connected to others, like it's really hard to like meet feel people it. and talk to people. It seems if you meet someone new, you generally hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, how's the weather going? You know, like it's so surface level. But like, would you have any? Um, I guess tips or tricks about talking to people and like i guess yeah like Hmm. i don't know i think i think it takes a bit of faith and trust that other people are not like you're not as weird as you think you are i Hmm. think like everyone is pretty much the same and that they just want to like they all feel in the same thing um i found that recently with 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 a adventure of mine in the last couple of weeks just going around like it required me to go around local neighborhood and there's far more the rate of people who think very much alike to me on the important things on like the agreeing to disagree things and everyone's much less uh divisive than the internet would make it out to be so i think it yeah i think it takes a bit of faith and trust and humanity really that um and you'll be rewarded for it in my opinion in my experience rather not in my opinion you go around the hood of New York being trusting that people are going to be nice. It's probably not going to work out, but for 99% of people who live in just like a regular middle city, everyone's going to be pretty much the same and thinking the same. That's my thing. Have some faith. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Like as great as it is, and I, and I agree 
generally like with friendships and stuff you want to invest in the ones like the people who are closest to you but i mean every now and again like well, if you for someone who may not have like many friends it's it's kind of like oh need to like put yourself out there because like as an example when we went out we went to this event during the week and there was this guy sitting in front of us kind of just like by himself um and then you two just like hit it off and i was like how like, how do you do that you know like i just he was on the spectrum it. so it was easy it was okay. easy once i got on, you got him started he didn't shut up so it was good like good thing it was a fun interaction but i mean that helped in that exact in that specific circumstance yeah. but yeah i know what you mean mm. um i don't know it's 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 hard because you can't i'm reminded of the undateables where they're trying to coach their like autistic children to how to be on a date and as much as you could try you can't script it because it's like it's all contextual mm. i think so i don't think you can ever you can say ask questions about her like the girls like to be asked questions about her, and that's general for both sexes ask questions about other people but that's pretty broad and again it's going to be contextual you can't just be like go up to a stranger and ask them like, hey what flavor milk is your favorite milk it's going to like it's not going to feel right right <laughs> chocolate <laughs> yeah maybe for you i, I think it's easy. it makes me think about you th- um like you'd start a new class or something at school and the teachers would give you like an icebreaker uh, activity or something just uh, you're sh- you're nodding uh sorry shaking your head but like some ways i think that's kind of cool like oh okay it, yeah. it put like it puts you out there because it's most people like if you're going to an event or something we're all in the same boat like someone's just got to break up the ice otherwise you're all just going to stand there with your hands in your pockets mm. like, yeah i see what you mean yeah. it's like yeah you can but you can both be like oh this is cringe but we're being told to like we have to right so you can what share in that moment it feels, uh, yeah. it feels like uh made me instantly think of um my year 10 high school dances because oh, yeah. oh, i was the guy that was on the wall with his hands in his pocket <laughs> is, i ain't talking to any girls there's a very relatable discomfort moment that i'm sure yeah you don't get many chances to to redo that so i mean i was pretty much the same yeah like lost opportunities if i was me now i would have been so much more confident I'm like damn <laughs> that's all part of the fun though isn't it yeah no i agree i was the same boat year 10 dances yeah yeah. Sometimes. Right. Um, I wanted to. Oh, any, anything else to add about the human relationships seeking discomfort and comfort? Anyone before I move on? Um, not much. I think you just gotta have to you take take the leap. Yeah, I think I don't agree that everyone is thinking the same way. Thinking the same thing, but I think most people are more open to conversations than you think they are which is i think what you probably meant yes yeah yeah so i, I would agree with that so you just kind of have to take take a chance and in all likelihood you'll be rewarded yeah it's not something that i'm good at but it's something that i'm getting better at yeah so yeah so I, I just agree with really, that yep um okay cool i wanted to say uh i feel i my it's my opinion that the internet scratches the uh, seeking discomfort itch like it feels like you're seeking discomfort going on the internet and i say that because uh it's kind of the unknown it feels like the unknown but now we all know like you can consciously know the algorithm's just giving me what i like anyway but it feels like you're not you don't know what you're gonna get it could be could be good could be bad it's always going to be good because of the algorithms but uh, i feel like it scratches that itch and 
you're not exercising that muscle on a on a deep level. Um, so I think that's where a lot of the loneliness, obviously, internet's not great for mental health in general. Um, but oh, it'll come back to me. <laughs> You're internet, doing great, though. The internet is, yeah, scratches that, that fake, that the itch to seek discomfort, but it doesn't really. Oh, damn. What do you guys think about the internet seeking discomfort, then, while well, I remember the second half of that? No, it's fine. Uh, maybe I'll just share with the internet in a general sense um i don't know what do i do when if i log into my laptop or computer generally first things you do would probably like check social media maybe check the news um but there's so much more out there so i, I don't know i think it's kind of cool well i don't know if you guys are but i my um thing of choice like consuming content is probably youtube more than anything and there's so like an well, I'd say infinite, but probably almost infinite amount of like things you could watch and read about. Like, um, I think one thing drummed into us, or maybe drummed into me growing up with my parents, was like what, needing to know what you had to, like what you needed to do um, at a young age. Like, you're 18, you should go to university, and had I known like more about YouTube or whatever, then like just the sheer amount of things I could overwhelm myself with. Oh, that looks interesting. Maybe that's the thing. I was like, no, I was kind of just stuck. So I think if you use it to your advantage, um, like I, I kind of feel jealous to some of the young teenagers, like growing up now, just how much, um, opportunity there is out there mm -hmm. which i wish i had when i was a bit younger mm. almost overwhelming amount though isn't it yeah it can like be but analysis like paralysis but if you find that. if you but then also if you find like an interest if you're studying like if you have Khan academy like just you've got lecturers there like teaching stuff. you don't almost don't even need to go to university to learn about something unless you obviously might need the qualification but um so almost like infinite what's out there like i think i talked about this in an earlier podcast like one thing breaking down in my car it's like i could pay the mechanic or i could just like watch a video and learn to like do it myself mm. like it's it's kind of cool like yeah you you're, yeah you're, you're seeking discomfort and um just by like learning new things every day I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's just a very like low risk, low reward. I'd say internet. Like you can't really lose from going out, venturing out in quotes into the unknown of the internet, because the worst thing that happens is you waste like a minute of your time. Like it's pretty yeah. low stakes, um, which is a good thing about it. But I remembered what I was going to say. Cool. In that, uh, I like the metaphor of going uh, seeking discomfort, going into the unknown. I like all these metaphors. Opening doors, I think, is a real good one, and. So, for example, with the human relation with people, with the relationships with other people, it's you could meet someone that that changes your life. You know, like people say, it's like it's who you know, not what you know, um, and that has proven itself to be pretty true in in my experience. So, the internet kind of you can open as lots of doors. It's not high risk, uh, not high risk, low low risk of of being thrown back in your face. If you know what I mean. Um, 
but the real positive about real discomfort in real life is that it opens it opens doors. I'm all, I'm all over the place today. I don't I know what I've, what I've taken. A bit. <laughs> no, I, I, get, I get what you mean in terms of you never actually know what's going to happen unless you actually do it. And, yes. and as bad as an example it is for me, but like night on the town, your friends are about to go home, but you're like, nah, I might as well just like have a drink, sit in the smoko and see who's, who's in the smoko because there's so many characters that you can meet in the smoko. From yes. like different walks of life, from around the world, it's, it's crazy the people and adventures they like nighttime walk around like the whole city with like eight different people from all around the world. And you're like, this is fun. Yes, yeah, you're like rolling the dice. I feel like the internet just doesn't quite hit that hard when it's with real people. You're rolling the dice way more. You don't know what could what's going to happen. Like you're going into the unknown. Could be bad. Could be good. But yeah, it, could, it can change your life. Yeah, and when it's in the real world, the stakes are higher. I think in terms of the reward you can get, instead of being like, "Oh, it's a cool fact," or like, "This is a cool, cool thing I didn't know about on the internet," someone could introduce you to, "Oh, you're into this. I know a friend that's blah blah blah." Um, so yeah, that goes back to the human relationships, I suppose, and just having having some faith, rolling the dice a bit more. Internet's easy, but real life don't know if anything quite beats so it difficult. Yet. So difficult. so difficult. Yeah, way more difficult than the internet. I, I wish you kind of got like a little like book that just taught you how to do like, you know, yeah. change a tire and yeah, like all yeah, the actual, and when you like how to buy a house deposit or like put yeah, a house man. deposit down. Well, it also, and doing real life stuff like that also makes you more resilient because like we said before, the fun of life is that you don't know what's going to happen. So when life throws something at you like a f- bad tire, if you didn't already know, someone in real life is going to come come by and help you out um yeah yeah no i i agree like even the smallest of things it's it sucks but it's like it really helps yeah build that resilience muscle um i had a thought but i've completely lost it (laughs) it's that kind of vibe (laughs) yeah it's that so there's something in the year here yeah um is is the reason is the sole reason fear, do you think, for not seeking discomfort? Is it fear or I'd is it? Yeah. Yes. I'd say fear. Yeah. For me. It boils down to fear. Do you agree? I don't know. I uh, think so. You get like the butterflies in your tummy. You never mm. know what. I don't know. Mm. Like the experiment you've mentioned with the mouse pulling harder on its tail when there's a cat smell behind it and cheese in front of it rather than just cheese in front of it. The, mm. There's kind of the comfort of the pleasure of comfort at one end and that's that's all good and well like sure netflix feels good but watching rick and mortar but combine that with also the fear of being eaten maybe it's not quite the best analogy but yeah yeah the fear holds you back it's like an opposite of a cat at the other end for the mouse it's something that also yeah yeah holds the mouse back but it is fear ultimately isn't it yeah fear like fear of unknown i guess Hmm. it's a yeah, I think I'd probably boil it down to that. Um and it's could be the same with anything. Like yeah, if you're living if you're living a comfortable day in day out life, like that's that's great in some regards, but also like you you kind of just need something to push you otherwise what are you do like what are you all doing it for? Like what's the purpose of 
mm. this? What is the purpose of life if you're just doing the same thing day in, day out till you die? You just need challenges, I mm. think. Um, I think it's partly why I'm so so all over the place today because the comfort discomfort, I think it's so inherent to life. Like my brain just spins off in all kinds of directions with the implications of, of what we're saying. With like I like I quite like that if you're not growing, then you're already dead. Uh mantra maybe you'd call it um well although very simplified um spurs me on. i know which side i'd rather be on you know mm. 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 that's a nice contemplation i don't know the unknown is very i i feel like this is quite a hard question it, it like hard we question. like again it's, it's put on paper but it looks really like it easy seems to word simplified out. but it's not yeah. like it's actually there's there's so much nuance to, I guess, the discomfort. Because it, it, it can be broad. Like, it could be very broad. Or it could be honed down on one specific thing. Yes. Like, it's all relative to your own experience of what you're going through. But then the joy as well of knowing that, like, there will be others that share the same um, experiences or challenges, like, that you can lean on. But it's just not the same unless you experience it yourself. Mm. I don't know if this is a good example, but like traveling, the fact that you could go on Google Earth or Google Maps and look up almost any place in the world, it's, yeah, like it's awesome. It's good as a learning tool, but like no one wants to, everyone wants to experience like the Eiffel Tower in person, you know. Well, not everyone, but it's just not the same unless you you do it in person. So uh, yeah, I think maybe <laughs> maybe looking at yourself in like the lens of like a game character that you're just controlling yourself. So like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go walk down to the dairy today. I haven't had a drink like a energy drink in a while. Like cool, switch it up a little bit. Oh yeah, well. You just gotta throw yourself a few mm, things. You're a fan yeah. of the gamifying of it. I don't know. It's I think not to say it's an easy way to go through life because it's not, and it's not the only way. But um, yeah, I just I find it useful to me. Hmm. Like if I if I'm, I started using a calendar to like plan life because I got terrible memory, and you're just oh, what have I got on? What have I got today? Just being able to like throw all these things structure it you can put colors on each thing you do like if i'm doing the podcast it's an orange you know mm. it's like cool i've got something orange loof and do you feel more like, compelled like past nav can set up future nav by yeah 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 planning sure. a discomfort event and, but, and because it's on a list you feel more compelled to do it yeah kind of and like don't get me wrong i don't necessarily always do it just because it's the like i'll go through those days where i just can't be bothered or you know i forget to do this or need to do household chores and you put it like yeah sure for sure but in a way yeah like setting yourself up or knowing that you've got things to look forward to like helps you get through like the mundane the mundaneness of life um and yeah like I think it's also how uh, I would say healthy, like if you portion things out, um, you know, like if I guess if you lay, it's hard to articulate because you guys don't do it, but if you like, if I laid my week calendar out and I'd say like, okay, there's a fair amount of this color, a fair amount of yellow is for like exercising, blues for like seeing family, or think just 
yeah, to put it that way, like you can kind of juggle life as like, okay, maybe I've been lacking in some of these areas. I need to put more emphasis on these areas. Mm. But on the other end of the spectrum, that does make me feel sometimes too comfortable about life. Like knowing, okay, cool. This is how it's going to be. And for me, having um, like change, it really throws me out. So if I know I've got like an event on, like with my wife and family, and I know like it's cancelled, we're doing on another night. It's like, oh my gosh, like it just throws me off. Mm. So like too structured. Yeah, like I can't. I'm not a huge like adaptable person. That's just who I am. Like I, I struggle to adapt. And generally don't, um, oh, what's the word, when you're wanting to, spontaneous. Like I'm not a spontaneous person, but then every now and again, like I kind of need it. Mm. So like, Spon- e- yeah, leaving like a little bit gap open for like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. This could be, you know. When was the last time you did something spontaneous? I mean, yeah, I could see like today, to be fair, um, I had to go like, to a hospital appointment and we decided to go for a like drive into the city and then find a new cafe like so yeah some it can be small you don't have to Mm -hmm. go like climb a new mountain or something but just i think spontaneity is is kind of discomfort it is by definition it does you don't know what it is what's going to happen until you're doing it but Um, it's like cooking like I mean, I could eat the same foods as much as I enjoy them, you know, like pizza or steak or whatever, but how cool is it sometimes to just experience something new and be like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, you could, uh, that's actually a cool hack I've never thought of, might be a a life hack, is planning spontaneity, planning a little bit of time to be like, I am not going to decide until then, but I'm going to do something, I'm going to go somewhere or do something. That's discomfort, especially... If you're someone like yourself who likes plan planning things, you could plan in unplanned yeah, activities. Yeah, I, I kind of get yeah what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask, um, everyone. I know everyone. Everyone in the world will self-medicate against discomfort somehow. Like they all, we all have something that's like ah, oh, relax. Whether it's Netflix or drugs or I don't know. Maybe you you self-medicate in an annoyingly healthy way and go for a run or exercise or something. One of those people. Um, <laughs> what what are you? Any thoughts on self-medicating against discomfort? So I'm thinking about drugs, like explicit drugs. Yeah. Do you guys have have thoughts about know. that? Do you have anything to say in terms of probably mental discomfort? Like, oh, I just want to rel- like just want to stop the chatter, like, and then self-medicate with something. Um, how yeah i don't i don't have an exact specific question about it but i mean i can say for myself i use I'm not a big drinker but occasionally i have a smoke to for that for that reason um to, to to do that unwinding um and get away from the discomfort of kind of that nagging maybe meaninglessness mm. <laughs> you know it's like a mm. uh, what do you think maybe, yeah. I, i'd yeah. say you can be positive in small doses in in regards to like if you're having like a smoke like reducing it to like a single day of the week because otherwise like don't get me wrong like weed is addictive like by all means and they say it's not but you fall into like this routine where 
you almost can't function without it. Like you go, well, I'm just going to have a cheeky bit extra before I go to work or like before I go and see my family. Like it just becomes more on your subconscious than anything else was. It's like, oh, when am I going to, mm. when am I going to have my next smoke or like when am I going to, I don't know, get home and like hang off the guys or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Do you, any thoughts, David? Yeah, I think as long, I ha- I have a fairly liberal view of it. So, because uh, I do it myself, I don't smoke weed, but other, other drugs and stuff like that. Um, but if it's adding value to your life, like you're not doing that to escape your your discomfort in terms of you're doing that and then you're going to play video games on Netflix. If you're doing that on top of You've already been out, uh, in my case, I've gone out and I've been to Chemist Warehouse and I've bought myself a coffee and I've been to the supermarket. I've already done the things that I find discomfort uh, for the day and then I go home and indulge in whatever drug of choice. I think that's okay as long as you feel okay about it. But if you, if I took the drug at the start of the day and then said, oh, I'm not going to go to do all those things, I'm just going to watch Netflix, that's when it becomes a problem in my opinion. But if you're yeah. still growing and you can incorporate it into your life, whether it be uh, limited or every day, I think it's okay. Is that's a fairly liberal view, but yeah, that's my my, my view of it. Mm. Lovely view. Yeah, it's interesting. I think if you're particularly talking about um, drug, I mean, yeah, drugs. But if you say like you're going to the gym and or you're getting the things you need to get done and using it as like a reward, yeah, I don't have an issue of people doing that. But sometimes you 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 self-justify things more than you probably should yeah we'll be like okay i've gone to the gym so therefore now i can go get eat a big mac or something like if you know it's bad like you shouldn't be doing it so if you if you can just sure i'm doing it because i i want i've done everything i need to do i just need to chill out okay fine but then if you start using it as a coping thing um where it's like no i, I have to do all these things so I can therefore smoke or whatever. Yes. Like I think that's when it draws draw the line maybe. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I'd say it depends on the yeah. person, but I think of it, I'll use cannabis as an example even because it's very common even though this is not my case of cannabis, but treat it if it is like, if, it, if it's like a prescription drug, if cannabis is an anti-anxiety or an antidepressant for you so you have to smoke every day, but you're doing that and then that's helping you go out and socialize or do the things that you're anxious or depressed about. I think that's okay. So that's a very liberal view, but that would be the same as an antidepressant. You have to take it every day. But if that now enables you to overcome the things that you're, that you couldn't bring yourself to otherwise do might not be the perfect case in an ideal world. You don't need any substance or drug, whatever to do that. But if you can't and the drug enables you to do that, I personally don't have an issue with that. Um, as I say, my issue, and not for others, but for myself, I would feel bad if I was using whatever drug, and then I was using that to escape the things I was scared about. But yeah, if I was, yeah, about that I would not feel good about, and I've done that in the past. Then I wouldn't feel good about myself. But if I'm taking the drug, and then I'm still overcoming and growing, essentially, I'm I'm okay with that personally. But even well spoken. Yeah. You're most fluent out of all of us yeah, today by far. Very well spoken. <laughs> barely said a word, but what he said is just uh, um, on the money. I don't want to give off the impression that I think that that comfort is something to be uh, like ashamed about or like binging Netflix, you know. 
um and also with the internet i might have come across like like bagging it but and from my experience uh the internet obviously provides a wealth of information like it's a big you can have as much mental load as you want like learning learning things i know most of it isn't sinking in but i'm a lot a lot of podcasts and information pouring in and oftentimes the comfort and just relaxation and i choose to relax with cannabis sometimes is a form of like integration of that like i need just a rest to like for it to like soak in and settle in i think that is a lot more uh Mm. real and a physical thing on the mean like mentally then we give it credit yeah we're we're almost like a clairvoyance almost yeah yeah you just need time like a meditation to just like absorb subconsciously what you've been exposed to for however long you want and i think you can feel that you find a feel a bit like with the nine to five you feel like exhausted and I feel like uh, with a nine to five, most people, it's just tilts into progressively less mental energy. Like you can't, you can't replenish it fast enough. You got two days in the weekend, and you got to cram in all your social stuff into there as well, give or take, more or less. It's very, very simplified. You can do it on the weekend, but I'm um, on the weekdays. But yeah, I think it's just most people are like constantly a little bit fried and just can't quite recoup. And mm. so I feel like a lot of the times drugs or whatever people are self-medicating with technology with netflix can be yeah. like a potent form of like of relaxation where you you're like not thinking about anything else you like just absorbed that and then your subconscious can deal with everything else that's happened over the week yep. that's how i see it anyway for me probably like just watching a movie yeah yeah i mean i used to i used to go every week like to the to the movies like theater cinema to watch a movie when i was in high school it was just the thing I enjoyed doing. Now I'd be lucky to go like once every two, three months, depending what depending what comes out. Like if, yeah. Um, but yeah, like sometimes for me, it's just I need something. Just life's catching up on you. Yeah, so it feels just like. need to like debrief or de. Oh, I say de-stress. I know what you mean. But yeah, like if it's the same movie that you watch all the time, like a feel good movie, I know, I've seen school of rock probably like it's 40 or 50 movie. times, That's you know, an awesome movie. and it's just like, you just chuck it on. You don't even have to necessarily be fully watching it, but like just knowing that it's the, yeah, and the, it's like that comfort you, you associate it with comfort. Yes. I guess. Yeah. I think it comes for me. It comes back to having to, unfortunately, and, Unfortunately or fortunately, you have to consciously be managing that stuff these days. We're, back in the day, you didn't have a choice for discomfort. Like you just lived a discomfort, uh, uncomfortable life and you didn't have a choice. You could relax briefly in the summertime when all the crops were harvested and whatnot. But mm. nowadays, I think it's, yeah, it takes a lot of mental energy and that's where people struggle. I think like mentally, obviously, you see it these days with the mental health epidemics and meaninglessness feelings of meaninglessness i think it's a mental drain now and we're taking the l mentally and um you have to consciously yeah manage your comfort and discomfort in terms of like integrating and then being powered with information and social events and blah 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 and then using substances if you need it or meditating or some kind of practice to efficiently integrate all that and then do it all again the next week and it's just very full-on so uh, and manage, learning to manage that is the is the key to probably living in 2023 as an adult. Right. That's what we're all struggling with, I think. So would you say then it's like a thing you should probably like do a w- like weekly? Like 
evaluate just take time out i think so i think because our society is structured in like a weekly basis where things happen mm. you know you work monday to friday and then saturday sunday off typically and then rinse and repeat on a weekly basis so yeah it makes sense i guess then to incorporate some weekly practice whether that be just a lot of, for a lot of people i think it'd be a spiritual de- detox or the spirituality side of things is quite neglected i think these days so Again, I think that bleeds over into everything else. You can feel, I imagine a lot of people go to church will say it recharges them. It feels recharging, like in a spiritual sense that not much, not many other things do. Um, and so I think that also is super integrated or bleed over into many things in your life. If you're topping up your spiritual cup, is mental, spiritual and physical in my opinion. So if you're topping up one, it's going to bleed into the other. If you're working out, it's going to help your mental health. We know mm-hmm. that. It bleed. They all bleed across each other. I think. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I I would probably agree with you. Yeah, the like, working out one's a great example, isn't it? Because yeah, everyone knows it, it hurts, but you get mental benefits as well as physical benefits. Mm. And so I think the three. I don't think you can ever prove the really spirituality one with science anyway. But it's my belief that those those three and they all bleed into each other. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you could almost argue like yoga would be considered spiritual although and physical physical it's both, yeah. so like and that would be the one that taps into the, well probably mentally too but um yeah yeah no i i probably agree with you i think um sometimes it's easier to you might you might be going through a real uh good run and like not physical run but like a run in life where things are going well and but then you might be lacking another like spiritually or whether or not you agree with that so yeah like spending time in another area or mentally like doing something challenging or um yeah helping you overcome will definitely make you feel physically better Mm. Uh, they all kind of yeah wire into each other i I would Mm. agree yeah 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 i think you can do spirituality without religion you could do it with family like or just good friends like good friends that recharge you rather than drain you and we all know, well, I think we all know intuitively what that means. We have examples of friends that drain and friends that, um, so that, what's the opposite of that? Top you up. Yeah. Spiritually, you feel good. And then, yeah, it does make you feel good. It's a drug in itself. Arguably the best one. It's nice. Oh, yeah. It's good nice friends. to catch up with best you guys. In the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. Anything else to add? Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, I think you're generally right. Um, but that's just like another example of where we haven't been educated on how to manage our lives, essentially. There's no user manual. No one taught us that you should, I'll break it down, make it real simple. Yeah, I think life should be about deep work and deep rest. So yeah, you should have a period of deep work, where you're, you know, deeply focused in and, and ingrained in it. And then you have it completely shut off. But yeah, no one really teaches you that you have to figure it out. And I think I think all of us probably are figuring, starting to figure out, which is good because I don't think most people ever figure it out or even get close to figuring it out. It's really something that, yeah, we should be sort of educated about, but we, aren't, we weren't. No. Well, I just, yeah, like in saying that, I, I agree. Like you do need deep work and deep rest, whether or not you'd look at it from like a religious point. But, um, I guess in the Bible, like if if it says God worked for the six days and on the seventh day he rested, like 
yeah, I guess there's merit to that. And you could probably find that in multiple um, religions or just, I guess, everyday life, though. But mm. um, even if you don't agree, I think you can find wisdom and knowledge through religion that can be applied to life, whether you're a believer or not. Yeah. Bible's so, a big self-help book, really. Well, yeah. Um, you mentioned deep, deep work and deep learning. I wonder if, deep and that's deep, sorry, deep rest. That's, and that's um, one way to but do it. But deep I, learning as well. Yeah. <laughs> I want, can you do it also just start to maybe decrease both extremes and just do little work and little, and then little rest? I think that's kind of what, in my personal, like I long for the simple life, whether I regret that or not. But I think, yeah, in my opinion, I'd like to do little work and little rest and just keep those swings, the back and forward less um but this the world we live in is so competitive i think you have to deep work i ah. sorry i just was yeah, i think that if you're doing little work that means and you say little rest i would think that yeah. would tip the pendulum it'd be little work too much rest oh okay yeah, yeah i see like the yeah, more right, the little right, right. the little work you do the less like the more rested you'd be. That's a fair point. Because like, so, what else are you doing with your time? Yeah. If you're not so like, what, working what or would, you, would you do? You may, I mean, mm. I don't know for you, but yeah, I see. Good point. Good I would point. have the opposite take of that because I think that's what most people do already. They go and work a crappy office job where they uh, jack yeah. off all day, sit on Facebook for half the day, do hardly anything productive, and then they go home and they do little rest. They don't really truly rest. They're on their phone, and I, I'm. A, don't i'm not preaching here i do the same thing but you're on your phone you're blasting on social media you're doing 10 things at once on home you're not truly resting so i'd argue that that's what people are already doing most people do stuff all all day myself included i can spend half the day on facebook as well but that's it we're not really doing deep work where we have our phone off and yeah. we're you know laser focus we're just yeah doing little bit little bits of, of work and then we go home we don't truly rest so i think yeah. that's what we currently do i think what you mean is different a different form of that but yeah yeah no i i, I think i've i changed my mind straight away you okay. guys, well because i don't know if there's anything else other than the binary if you're not working and you're not resting i don't know if there's a third option so it's not it's not deep work deep rest it's just mate, yeah. it's just li yeah little work would still be deep rest because you'd you're doing a little it'd be even more rest is what you said is what I, you were saying. I think it kind of it's a more seasonal thing like there's no nothing wrong with having a period of i don't know working six months straight of hard work and then taking two weeks off to go on a holiday and having deep rest where you're doing nothing like just to level them out again because yeah like that sort of thing probably helps you um reevaluate and then when you go back into it okay you might look at it differently yeah i think i think what what i had in mind originally when i said that would be to try and to kind of blend the two. So I think when people talk about doing working their passions, it sounds like it's also somehow restful for them. They're yes. like at peace. Yeah. So that's, and that's what, what I'm what saying I mean. by deep work. And we've all had this moment where we're doing whether it's work at, at, at our job or just a project that we're working on as a hobby or whatever, we are 100% engaged in it. And it's really good. You're not, it's, it's like a form of meditation. Yeah. Video games can be the same. We're just 100% laser focused. You're not thinking about paying the bills. You're not thinking about yeah. the little fight yeah. you had at work. You're just 100% laser focused. And it is, it's form 
I would call it meditation rather than rest, even though you could argue that meditation is restful. Mm. But you can't do that all the time. It's still, you still need to decompress. Even though in that state, you're not feeling like it's tiring you. It's just not sustainable. You still then have to have a complete shut off or at least some form of shut off. I think an ideal world, yeah, you, you swing between that and a deep and then yeah, a complete shut off rather than a half shut off where you're in bed, but yeah, you're on Facebook and you're on Snapchat no. and TikTok and you're watching a movie at the same time. It's not really rest. It's kind of rest. It's half rest. Uh, and, and also I'll just add that this is on a, a daily a daily thing and also a weekly amount and a yearly thing so this should how it should be on a daily we should try and do a period of deep work for an hour or two and have an hour or two or longer of deep rest whenever and then maybe once a week you have you you go to the hot pools get a massage a, whatever a pedicure manicure uh, and then on a monthly or a yearly basis yeah you go away for a weekend or a, a couple of weeks Go on so, a tramp or something. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is yeah. It, it needs to be managed on a daily, a weekly, a monthly, and a yearly on a yearly scale. Mm. Well, okay. I'll see it again. I think I'm, David's on yeah. point today. I, yeah. I don't know if this is like an example that fits that, but um, in terms of like when I edit the podcast to put it out, having that deep focus where I just like nothing's going on. I don't care like. Just tell my wife, like, I need an hour, hour and a half to two hours. Sit in the thing, just get it all done. And then it doesn't feel like I'm doing work. Yeah. Like, it's like, yes, two hours has passed, but I feel like accomplished after. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there will be, like, a, a natural inclination to, like, try and procrastinate and put it off. But, like, once you get it done, it doesn't feel like work. You've yeah. just you've done it. Yeah, it's it's making me think that's the seeking discomfort, not seeking discomfort, but just discomfort in general has something to do with your passion, like or like living in alignment, as the hippie side would call it. And so, like seeking discomfort comes becomes way easier when you care about yes, it. Yes, like, hundred percent. Yeah, if you want to yeah. be a bodybuilder, going to the gym is going to feel awesome. If it's going to be that hundred yeah, percent. If you like truly love it, and that's if you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rich Piana, uh, Ronnie Coleman. They, I could never be a bodybuilder because I don't truly love it. You don't care enough. No, yeah. gym is just a means to an end because it is good for you, but I don't love it. Those guys actually love it. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger said that he, was he said that like going to the gym is like coming for me yeah. because it's <laughs> like every time I lift the weights, I feel wow. like I'm coming. Yeah. Well, it doesn't Imagine feel like that, that for me. Oh, that'd yeah. be so great. So those people, they truly love it. Yeah. Whereas I don't love it. I don't, it's, it's, yeah, I feel good afterwards because you've done something, but I could yeah, never be a full blown bodybuilder because I don't truly love it. But mm. it, you're 100% right. Whatever it is, if you care about it, even though it'll, whatever it is will likely require hard work, it'd be much more uh, achievable if you care yeah. about it. Yeah. I don't know how, and I think like how many people will I know that love their job? Not like not many. But then I think how many people in the past historically, 100, 200, 300 yeah. years ago, loved their job. Yeah. But I don't, f I think they were more content somehow because it was just probably felt like more of a necessity. Yeah. And I they didn't have a choice. There's no choice about it. We've, with the internet, we're like overwhelmed by choice. And it just feels like there's, there's really apparent and tangible the feeling that there's something I should be doing that's better. That's like 
got to be, there's got to be something. And then you go on the internet for side hustles and there's a million and you're like, I don't really want that. Like, yeah. and you're like, surely there must be something. I think that's kind of that nagging yeah. feeling that the internet is a double-edged sword for. Yeah. Yeah, it is because, yeah, it's mm-hmm. um, the the choice of, uh, the paradox of choice. Yeah. There's too many choices, but yeah, you, you've just got to figure it out. I still think that's a better alternative than there being like no choices. Yeah. You're forced to work in the coal mine. Yeah. yeah we just have to learn how to consciously yeah, manage it. A hundred percent. And again, work. we yeah. should be being taught that. I know this is a very sort of new problem. Yeah. But, um, and, and yeah, you can find advice like on the internet, but um, it should be integrated in schools and hopefully peer prospect again. If you're thinking about having kids, think about these things because they're going to have this and it's going to be amplified by a hundred times of mm. the way the, the world is going. Technology is going to be a hundred times the options there are today. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so. it's, 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 we just got to deal with it. I feel like culturally we're all kind of been figuring it out like the internet's changed the internet's definitely changed it's not just our algorithms but the style of yes. the internet's definitely changed over its inception and it's kind of felt like it's grown up as well like an yeah. entity I th- I we're all figuring out how to relate with it a bit better and healthier you're right and i feel like the internet sort of went from being sort of a playful yeah it was, it was not, all young people on it to yeah start with, and, and but it? it wasn't about like work or productivity or business opportunities it was about all this quirky thing and yeah, fun and jokes and like alter ego, like yeah, I can pretend to be like yeah, my alter ego on here and it, yeah, it's very much changed from there where it's now. Although you can find funny stuff on the internet, it's much more serious overall and it's more about generally being used to be connected and implement within our real lives. You know, um, if, if you um, if you think like work. You'll get messages on your phone about work and, and and yeah, yeah. It's it's been integrated to to be like a productivity tool more yeah. so than this quirky little fun. Uh almost like it used to be like a uh, what a PlayStation maybe is today, a form of that where it's purely entertainment, it's a little bit of fun. Um, but yeah, it's certainly changed for the most part. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe as well because it's more of a social tool growing up like now you have yeah social media like your facebook accounts your youtube accounts you can remain like anonymous on some things but for the most part like you are still putting yourself out there so like say up um you got a facebook account um you you know your friends like people still generally will like post what they they're getting up to you wouldn't think that's like it's still a highlight you know like you're still seeing the highlight reels but if I guess if it was like a free-for-all internet where you can kind of just get away with it, I think it would look completely different. But the fact that NCS... Yeah, well, that's like 4chan. Yeah, 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 to- totally. <laughs> like It's completely anonymous and it's yeah. degenerate. It's so but degenerate. Like, what, you know, most people have had have a social footprint, is that yeah. what they call it, where yeah. like you're out there anyway, so now you're kind of like mature and you're toning it down. You still have funny things and dumb things you watch and whatnot but like i guess you're more reluctant to like be your true self yeah that sort of stuff is limited and reserved for like your close friends yeah. when you're just hanging out the most obvious example <laughs> is that is of all the girls who used to post half naked pictures on either facebook or instagram and now all those pictures are being deleted <laughs> and they don't post them anymore it's <laughs> the most shame. stark contrast of growing up that was yeah. kind of ex- com- they're comfortable when they're 18 20 16 whatever it was to post like a half naked photo of themselves probably on instagram more so than facebook but yeah that doesn't happen 
well, mm. for 99.9% of females now at our age that yeah. are approaching 30, they do not Which is a good pictures. thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably think. is. Yes. Um, maybe just to start wrapping up, I wanted to ask you, Toby, you mentioned um, a while ago in person that um, you had sometimes related more to females than males. And I related to it, and it's just something that's that stuck. I'd never really heard anyone else kind of mention it. I was like, oh yeah, that, that was kind of me growing up as well, um, and and maybe relating that to comfort and whatnot. What do you have to say on that? Yeah, don't don't get me wrong, guys. <laughs> You're all great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think it kind of falls for for me personally, like a stigmata of like New Zealand true male man is playing rugby sink and piss with the boys all that kind of jazz and i was like the shy like kept to myself kind of kid i didn't go out to like parties or have like that kind of rebellious well i like rebelled in but in like my own manner of things and didn't like sneak off to house parties and such and so i, I feel that as though from like never actually experiencing those little wee like connections of like just playing a sport um i just don't get along at all but we're when it comes to like for girls not trying to sleep with them like but just they also got some good gossip Mm. they got some good gossip but i think it's kind of nice it's a completely different outlook in terms of like how they see the world and i don't know they always have a bit broader thoughts than I don't know, a lot of degenerate minds. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think uh, it'd be safe to say that mainstream culture, whatever that may mean in whatever country you're in, whatever, for whatever gender you are, is, is comfort. Like it's, easy, it's real, way easier to be, to be what is what you, the caricature of a guy in New Zealand to take, for example, the, like, the sinking piss and whatnot. And if you, I think that'd be motivation if you don't if, you, if that's not attractive to you if normal mainstream expectations are not attractive to you then like we we're saying before it all bleeds into other aspects of your life if you're just being comfortable yourself you're going to be going with the flow and you're just going to be pulled into the mainstream no matter what you know if you're just living a life of comfort and you don't want a nine to five that's what you're going to get i think if you, if you don't yeah if you if you're constantly being comfortable in and, and living in the mainstream, you're not going to get out of it, basically. You're going to have to change first. Otherwise, you that's what you're going to end up like. The yeah. pull is going to be towards that. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I feel like I know what you mean. It's almost um, you attract what you want to attract, but, like, subconsciously you don't realize it. Yes. And so yeah. you, you bring on the things into your world that you inherently, like, think about yeah. more often than not. And so... If you, you kind of like cut that out, it's just yeah, never yeah. a process that it's, you go through. Does the word, uh, the word integration comes back to mind, like integrating your, your subconscious and your conscious. I know a lot of people complain about like the very first story about the, the forever woman at, at the retail store. She complained a lot about her life and her work. and right. but, but subconsciously, she's obviously fine with the comfort. She's obviously right. fine. Just yeah. like it's not a mu- that much of a driver that's making her change. She's... She's maybe succumbing might be the right word to the to the comfort more than she would consciously like or subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. That, you know that, what I mean? And I think like complaining 
is not going to like generate results it's going to generate more rubbish yes. so if you're constantly thinking that everything is shit and complaining it's just going to generate more shit mm. and have you ever seen these people in life I, I i know one that sort of used to be a family friend and actually i i know one who is technically family that just came out of the woodwork a few a year or two ago and everything just seems to go wrong all the time mm. in their life. Yes, but they then, attract it. It's yes, like a weird yeah, metaphysical yeah. thing. If, You're like, if you that's look at more their behaviours and the way they talk and act, it's like they're, they're generating it. If you act and ha- and the people you hang around, like if you hang around nasty people, like nasty things are going to happen. It's okay. okay. So if you um. If you hang, hang out, out smoke, yeah. Yeah, it's likely you're going to find fire or get burnt, whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah, you do have to be careful um, with your subconscious, but I also just want to add, I completely relate to that that thing about females, and I think it's, I, I, I had that experience to an extent, even though I did like rugby and stuff, I've always found females more approachable. I, I yeah. think, yeah, I find males threatening. And yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's almost super difficult to like one a cliche like man like never show your emotion like and all that kind of thing. It's you feel it's so hard to actually break yourself down and like find yourself mm. with, like without yep. feeling as though like why are you little pussy yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That comes right. with, it comes from a place of surely of discomfort from them. Like they're uncomfortable with like the feelings side of things, so they are retreating back into the comfort of right of, like yeah. just call it just dismissing it as yeah, pussy yeah yeah mm. um which is their own bit like everyone <laughs> has their own battles right yeah but even to this day like uh if i'm going to some sort of appointment uh especially if it's like a place i haven't been to before i'm always hoping that i'll be like served by a female rather than a male because i just mm. find females so much less daunting so like if, i can't or well, the, the best example of that was when i went to a psychiatrist and i thought like, i really hope i get a female psychiatrist because i'll just feel so much more comfortable and i yes. did and i was like so stoked so that's an example whereas i'm sure a male psychiatrist would have been fine but mm. at first i would have been like ah like yeah just there's some sort of weird vibe i get where yeah i don't feel completely comfortable with males but females and it's it's natural, isn't it? Yes. Like, um, that's why it, like waitresses are f- mostly female. That's I'd a say. good point. Yeah, it's like yeah, comforting. Yeah, yeah, that. And unless it, you go to Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's comforting. And, in a different way. Um, if you like, look at the way little children they gravitate towards females, not males, because yeah, yeah. they they um view they know, and it's an instinct, the motherly instinct that they're much less of a threat. So yeah, yeah. Yep, I agree. I just yeah, I can completely relate to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I'd never heard anyone like no. say it so explicitly. No. I was like, oh yeah, I did. I do kind of feel relate yep. to that, mm. um, or I did at least growing up. Like, he's yeah, I was like definitely a little Weasley kid, not a rugby kid. Up. So yeah, yeah. Or like, at least so now. Even even so, like just like the one guy friend, like just one. Mm. It's always mm. just mm. The heaps yeah. of random other friends. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's an interesting point. I'm thinking about yeah, like intermediate where. It's clear maybe kids are still trying to figure themselves out, which was understandable, right? So you just go to whatever's more comfortable and the more f- feminine kids, myself would have been included, like the the boys had maybe slightly more femininity in them than the other guys. Yeah, just like the chubby fat in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah great. Yeah, so that's interesting to think about. Any final thoughts then, eh? Shall we? On comfort and seeking discomfort. <laughs> Picked mm. up in the second half there. Yes. I was all over the show for the first bit and <laughs> we recouped. We recouped. Yeah. No, I we all did well. 
look, I think as comfortable as life can be and how good that can be in that comfort because, you know, everything's going the way you want it to be. Like, I think you actively do still need to look for discomfort in life, whether that's just trying something new every now and again. You know, it's like trying new foods. You know, you, it, you just got to have some sort of challenge or change up, switch it up. And that's the joy of life. Okay. Epic. Isn't got, life beautiful? I'll go, I'll go next. Uh, I think it's like you, the d- term dirty buzz, short-term gain for long-term loss if you're seeking comfort too often. You're stealing from your future, I think. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's basically all I have to say. It feels like you're stealing from your future. The, the long-term gain is much a, a longer-lasting b- buzz. Yeah. It feels better than mm. like a Netflix show. Like, you know, everyone can relate now to TikTok and feeling like immediately disappointed in themselves when an hour's gone by. Like you've just had a massive dirty buzz and your brain's kind of fried yeah. and you're not happy yeah. where everyone knows it's the execution that's the hard bit, that going to the, working out or just being outside and sitting quietly is going to be more uncomfortable, might be cold outside or whatnot, but after that hour, you're going to feel way better. Like, if you cut time at that hour, and that's obvious, that's not anything new, right? Everyone knows that. But it's important to remember for myself. Yeah, I would say that if you are truly comfortable being comfortable, don't change. So, within reason, like, if you've got a job and you enjoy it, it's not that challenging, but you enjoy it and you enjoy just coming home, reading a book, watching a movie, then don't change because then you'll feel like crap. You'll, but yeah, you'll know if you're, if when you're like watching too much Netflix, it's the classic easy example, whatever it is that you're doing for comfort, but you have this desire inside you that like a guilt. If you feel guilty about that, then you need to listen to it. It's a very subtle hint. You can easily ignore it, but it will just sort of eat away at you. So if you've got that clue, that guilty feeling within you, then you probably should reevaluate and seek discomfort. But yeah, if you don't have that and you're just truly comfortable and comfortable, don't change because yeah, there's no need to. But yeah, it's cool. I like that. I, re- I really liked what you said with um, stealing from your future. It's, I don't know. There's no other kind of better way to put it. Like mm. there's, if you don't kind of start now, like you're never going to start at all. Mm. It's like there's no point dwelling in like the past. The future's is always going to be ahead. But what are you gonna do to get to like the future? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would I mean maybe not the best example, but it's kind of like saving for a house deposit. Like you're living in periods of discomfort, but that's building you up for like being able to do something. Yeah. Saving in yeah, general yeah, and saving yeah. for any amount is is just, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable you're not getting to, but it provides comfort. Like the re- the reward is at the end, yeah, delayed yeah, gratification yeah. almost. Yeah. But anyway, that's another topic. Um, sweetest type of gratification. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think we'll wrap <laughs> it up. Wrap it up there for the night. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Another council in I the need, bag. I need sleep. Obviously, <laughs> I haven't eaten all day. I just realized. By the way, I had an apple. Today. Just an apple. Just an apple. So that yeah. could explain it. Don't know how you do it, eh? <laughs> no, Neither. fair enough. Um, well, thanks, Toby, for joining yeah. us. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank We've you. enjoyed yeah, to hear what you've had to say. Yeah, and, yeah, I um, sat in the corner for like a little bit. For You guys were spitting some 
great thing. <laughs> it, it, was, it was just wonderful to listen to for cool. like a bit, and I completely forgot. I'm like, I can input. In this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, cool, it was huh? great. No, thank no, you for inviting it, me. No, you I good stuff you got to say. Balance, I knew you would. Balance right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, that's us for another week. Episode forty-one complete. Um, you can find us on social media, the Friday Council, and um, we are on YouTube, Spotify, primarily. But thanks for listening, and we will see you all next time. Peace. 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 Peace.